Volume One, Chapter Two of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Two Able if she chose to please, punctual and right in common offices, she lost all sight of conduct's only worth, the scattering smiles on this uneasy earth. Lee Hunt notwithstanding the prohibition expressed in her brother's postscript of leave me to make the disclosure to my mother i will write to-morrow which had motivated in the first instance her reserve with mrs armytage sophie following the impulses of her ingenious nature soon longed to reveal the important family secret of which she was the depository secrets of her own she had never had to conceal it was only with regard to arthur's indiscretions that she had now and then been compelled to caution and everything like mystery was painful to her she began to fear too that arthur's proceedings were not the more likely to meet her mother's approbation for having been the cause of four-and-twenty hours ill-humour but mrs armytage when once seriously thwarted became impracticable it was in vain that her daughter strove to lead the way towards the subject weighing on her mind in hopes she would again evince some inquisitiveness or perhaps insist on a disclosure but having readily discerned the compunctious visitings of sophie's candour mrs armytage laid aside all curiosity all interest she would not be consulted she would not be instructed without giving utterance to the instigations of her obstinacy she plainly showed herself determined to know nothing about the matter she declined her usual morning drive lest she should find herself tete-a-tete with the delinquent and twice in the course of the day when sophie by what she flattered herself was dexterous management contrived to introduce her brother's name mrs armytage replied once by reciting the pedigree of a horse she had commissioned her head coachman to purchase at doncaster and once by expressing her wonder whether their neighbours the wemmersleys of mill hill had received any further intelligence concerning the arrival of a rich uncle they were expecting from carolina sophie felt herself defeated the blood tingled painfully in her soft transparent cheek when thus outgeneraled by her mother but the more she pondered on the case the more she became convinced of its urgency and no sooner had the servant withdrawn after placing dessert upon the table than she burst out without further premeditation into mother i see you are determined i shall not talk to you about arthur but i am so eager to consult you and so conscious you ought to be consulted that what makes you imagine that i do not choose to talk about arthur inquired mrs armytage coolly on the contrary i was talking about him for half an hour this afternoon with the wemmersleys have they been here they called while you were walking in the shrubbery i am sorry i did not see them they would have told you nothing with which you are not already acquainted to me it was news and certainly news which i did not expect to hear from strangers that my only son was going to be married you knew it then and would not relieve my mind by conferring with me on the subject ejaculated sophie in dismay for of all things she most apprehended in her mother a cool fit like the present 
i am aware of nothing to require conference answered mrs armytage peeling an almond with the most minute assiduity my opinion has not been asked neither my feelings nor my judgment have been consulted and all i have to desire for our sake if not for his is that arthur's match may turn out less unfortunate than circumstances induce me to anticipate my dear mother you alarm me what have you heard what did the wemmersleys know about it and how came they to be so officious as to talk about the matter they came here on the neighbourly errand of congratulation so like mr wemmersley when anything disagreeable occurs in a family he is so sure to make his appearance with his congratulations you are not very gracious to your brother my dear in terming his marriage something disagreeable but you can hardly blame mr wemmersley for paying me the respect of wishing me joy on a family event which being so far public as to have been communicated to him in a letter from town he had no reason to suppose was still a secret from the mother of arthur armytage and what did he tell you of these baltimores not much when he found me totally ignorant of the affair indeed but for the mysterious face you assumed in reading your letter this morning i should have been inclined to deny the whole as idle rumour he seemed to think it might be unfair to my son to forestall his own communication and thus by implication managed to create a suspicion in your mind that he implied nothing hastily interrupted mrs armytage he owned frankly and fairly the match was considered so very brilliant a one for the young lady that he feared it would scarcely turn out a satisfactory one for my son how does he know in the way most things are known in this world through the bad habit in which we indulge of gossiping about the affairs of our neighbours arthur armytage of the lifeguards the dashing laughing flirting arthur armytage the supposed heir to holywell and fifteen thousand a year is a person of sufficient importance to have his follies discussed in society till at last his imprudent marriage comes to form a paragraph in a london letter to a country correspondent shall we go into the drawing-room but mr wemmersley had heard no positive harm of the baltimores persisted sophia rising to follow her mother i fancy they are obscure people of whom no one is likely to have heard either good or harm said mrs armytage taking her place beside the drawing-room work-table and now my dear sophia as we shall certainly hear enough of them in the course of the next six months oblige me by dismissing the subject you will not read arthur's letter faltered sophie you know i never read writing by candlelight will you give me leave to read it to you my dear mother no my dear keep your brother's secrets keep your own when his interests are to be served by the disclosure no doubt my son will communicate with me on the subject of the step he has taken oh no mother you cannot accuse arthur of being interested of that failing at least he is altogether guileless like most people whose wishes and whims have been forestalled through life we have yet to learn what impulse his character will receive from his connection with such people as the baltimores such people i am convinced you know more about them than you like to tell me i know nothing absolutely nothing except that without having met with reverses in life they are people of very small fortune and a man with a large family 
who remains poor at fifty years of age must be wanting in intelligence activity connection or probity sophie who could not always follow her mother's line of reasoning contented herself with answering in a dispirited voice let us hope that mr baltimore may be wanting in the first distress at least need not entail an hereditary stigma his daughter has certainly displayed no want of intelligence in ensnaring a young man of arthur's prospects said mrs armytage her cool fit giving way to a rising collar a girl without name without a shilling without dearest mother let us as you proposed just now defer the discussion till we hear what arthur has to say for himself you have read what he has chosen to write for himself yet you have not a single argument to offer in favour of the match i am persuaded my brother is incapable of allying himself unworthily i am equally sure that no one is more likely to be deceived as to the worth of those with whom he comes in collision arthur was born to be a dupe and instead of fortifying his judgment by taking counsel with those who have more worldly wisdom than himself ah mother who takes counsel in matters of love arthur seems to have made his proposals before he knew what he was about that was a rash measure answered mrs armytage taking up a book a well-known signal to her daughter that she wished to put an end to the conversation i suspect he knows what he has been about by this time and thus silenced poor sophie had only to betake herself for consolation to her worsted work for the remainder of the evening surrounding her roses and pansies with sky-blue leaves while she pondered and pondered upon the state of family affairs she saw that her mother was irritated and hoped she would sleep off her sense of vexation mrs armytage was a lover of early hours and family order and being left to herself would probably perceive the wisdom of making the best of a bad business but arthur seemed intent on ruining his own cause at two o'clock in the morning three hours after the family had retired to rest the dogs began to bark violently in the quiet courtyard the house-bell rung the office-doors slammed scuffling feet were heard in the hall and at length mrs armytage having rung up her own maid to ascertain the cause of so unusual a disturbance had the dissatisfaction of learning that the captain was come down from town in a chaise and four unluckily too the maid was an ancient and most rheumatic spinster who much inclined to resent being called out of her warm bed in the middle of the night for the first time since the birth of miss sophia thought proper to add that everything was at sixes and sevens that miss sophie was up and supping with her brother in the dining-room and the whole house turned topsy-turvy mrs armytage immediately fancied she could discern from the hall the asthmatic cough of her venerable butler and felt that the peace of her regular establishment was scandalously invaded captain armytage evidently considered himself privileged to take all possible liberties in her house after waking up the servants by arriving at such a preposterous hour why not at least retire to rest and let other people rest without creating further inconvenience mrs armytage was just then as little inclined to admit the necessity of a sandwich and a glass of sherry after a hurried journey of a hundred and ninety-four miles as the irresistibility of miss marian baltimore with all her sweetness beauty and accomplishments even sleep 
did not subdue the peremptory lady's exasperation against her son end of volume one chapter two